Hello, welcome to the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. I'm your host, Brother Walter Terrell. Thank you so much for joining in today. And today we're going to be looking at a controversial subject, to say the least. Uh, one that I really don't hear a whole lot of preaching or teaching about. You say, what is that subject? Well, the subject is cremation. Is it right or is it wrong? What does the Bible have to say about cremation, about burning bodies, the people of our uh, that have died and gone on. Well, there was a time, my friend, when the subject of crema- cremation was not even discussed or seldom discussed among the people of God. But here in this modern day that we now live in, things have drastically changed. And so it seems that a lot of God's people today are, are not willingly, um, are not willingly, uh, willing to learn about cremation. Uh, they're ignorant to what the Bible actually teaches about it. And many will say, well, I don't see anything wrong with it. Others will say it's an economical way of disposing of the body after death. It saves a lot of money. <laughs> well, both are, well, one may be true while others are not. But what does the Bible have to say? You see, the Bible is God's final uh, authority. The Bible is the final authority, okay? Especially among the people of God. What did the Old Testament saints practice? What did the New Testament saints practice? Was cremation even practiced in the Word of God? Is cremation a Christian practice or is it a pagan practice? Well, should a New Testament Bible believer practice cremation? We're going to look at all this and, and answer these questions concerning cremation. And so, um, with that being said, I want to uh, make mention that the first physical death in the Bible was the death of Abel. He was murdered by his brother Cain. There's really no mention of his uh, burning of his body, nor is there a mention of the burial of his body. This death uh, also would never have taken place if there had not been a spiritual death to Adam and Eve because they ate the fruit of the tree that God had forbidden them to eat. In chapter 5 in the book of Genesis, it records the first obituary uh, record ever given. God's record, uh, or rather God records their days in their life and they tell us that they died. Again, there was no mention of burning or a burial. Now, at this point, uh, those who believe in cremation can hold a good argument. But when we come to the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis, things begin to change. We find that God is talking to Abraham, or Abram, and he later becomes Abraham. Now, don't you notice what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 15, verse number 15? The Word of God says, And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Notice the Bible said, or notice that God said, buried. Remember, it is God talking, and he is saying burial. And this is the first time the Bible that in the Bible that we have any light shed upon the subject at hand. The, this is the first mentioned principle. And uh, a first mentioned principle is when you find something mentioned in the Word of God for the very first time, and you understand the meaning that it will carry uh, uh, throughout the Bible. And so now let's look at Abraham as he obtains a burying place. The next time you find something on this subject is found in Genesis chapter number 23. Sarah, Abraham's wife, has now died and he is left with a funeral arrangement. So what did Abraham do? He purchased a burying place. Genesis 23 verses 2 through 11. And Sarah died in uh, Kerjath Arba, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his, his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, 
I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And so Abraham is, uh, he bought a place of burial. Now notice what Abraham did after he purchased the burying place. Genesis 23 verses 19 through 20 says, And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in a cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre. The same as Hebron in the land of Canaan, and the field and the cave that is therein were made sure of unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the sons of Heth. Now, if there were no other verses in the word of God on this subject, surely this would be enough for the child of God. Because you see, burial is a Bible practice, and therefore it should be a Christian practice as well. And just two more chapters over in Genesis 25, you can read about Abraham when he gave up the ghost. He died in a good old age. The Bible says his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Ethelite, which is before Mamre. Now, take a good look at this. Abraham died in a good old age, just like God said he would. And look what else God said. And as God said he would be, he was buried. I believe the first few chapters of our Bible has set the prime example for the child of God to follow that, hey, we should be practicing burying, not burning. Okay? Now, let's move on a little bit more. We have mentioned dying or death. We have mentioned a burying or a burial. Now, let's look at the word that's called grave. Let's look at the word grave. In Genesis chapter number 35, note what verse 19 and 20 says. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is in Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave. That is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. Right here, you not only find the first mention of a grave, but also a pillar to mark the grave. Today, you know what we call those things? Grave markers. We call them headstones. We call them tombstones. So therefore, the practice of burying our loved ones and marking their grave is a biblical practice. Don't you notice something else right here? Not one time yet have we found the practice of cremation mentioned. In chapter number 35 of the book of Genesis, we find the account of Isaac, the son of Abraham, dying. And the Bible says that his sons disposed of his body. Genesis 35:29, And Isaac gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people, being old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. They buried him. And so, uh, I mean, you can read account after account after account of uh, people dying and people being buried. I mean, you look at, uh, let's look at Jacob. Jacob dies in chapter number uh, 49. And his burial is, is recorded in chapter 50 of the book of Genesis. And the story is rather lengthy, but you can read about it at your, le at your leisure, Genesis 49 through chapter number 50 and verse number 8. Now let's look uh, uh, at something else here for just a moment. Joseph keeps his promise to, uh, to Jacob. Uh, read on in, in verses number 12 and 14 of Genesis 50. We will read that. And his sons did unto him according as he commanded them. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with the field for a possession of a burying place of Ephron the Hittite before Mamre. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all they that went up, uh, went up with him to bury his father after he buried 
his father, after he had buried his father. Now we found that Joseph did exactly what he promised his father Jacob he would do. He buried him. Also, I want you to realize that in the scripture we just read, we found the first mention of embalming. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really uh, read the whole thing, but you can go back. You'll find the first mention of embalming. So Joseph had his father, Jacob, embalmed. And friend, when you embalm somebody, that means you're getting ready to bury them. Now, let's finish up the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, with one more mention of death, and then we'll do something else. It is now time for Joseph to go by way of the grave. It is recorded in chapter number 50, verses 24 through 26. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land uh, which he sware unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, been a hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Now again, there's something else I want to point out here. He was embalmed like his father Jacob. Joseph was embalmed just as his father Jacob was. But there's another first mentioned principle that we find here which is coffin. Joseph was put in a coffin, a casket, if you will. Later, he was carried out of the Egypt. Exodus thirteen nineteen says, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn uh, the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Now, let me say this. If cremation was a biblical thing to do, this would have been a perfect time to cremate Joseph. Instead, Moses carried his bones up out of Egypt in a coffin, not with ashes in an urn, okay? So on top of all of that, the Israelites carried the coffin of Joseph for over 40 years in their wilderness journeys. Now look at the final destination of that, of that casket of Joseph and his bones. Joshua 24, verse number 32, puts it like this. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem in a parcel of ground, which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamar, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver, <clears throat> and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Again, let me say this, he was buried, not burned. Now let's recap for just a moment. These incidents in the book of Genesis, we find Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me start over. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, every one of them, were buried and not burned. We also find the record of Abraham burying his wife and Jacob burying his wife. There is no record of cremation taking place in the book of Genesis. Also, Abraham purchased a burying place, as did Jacob. And today that practice is still going on. Burial plots are being sold daily. As a matter of fact, my wife and I bought ours last year. We're paying on it. I don't uh, plan on going there anytime soon for uh, to rest, but, um, uh, you know, you just never know, right? Uh, we never know when that day is going to come. Therefore, be also ready, right? Uh, because life's like a vapor. It appears for a little while and vanishes away. Uh, we don't know when death is going to come, but there is an appointed time. But let's look at the death of Moses for just a moment. The death of Moses. Um, in the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, we find the death of Moses, Deuteronomy 34, verses 5 and 6. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab over against Bethor. Beth Bethor. Now, what does that mean? 
Well, it means this. In this passage, we find God has taken Moses up on the mountain of Nebo. The Lord meets with him and lets him look into the land of Canaan. Then all of a sudden, Moses dies. And the Bible says, the Lord buried him. It was God who buried uh, Moses. We find that the, that the Lord had performed a, a burial and not a burning of the body of Moses. That was the funeral conducted, conducted by God. Also notice something else, the word sepulcher. What is a sepulcher? Well, according to Webster's Dictionary, a sepulcher is a burial, an interment a, in a grave or a tomb. So God performed a funeral for Brother Moses and buried him in a grave or tomb, a sepulcher. Now, Job had much to say about the grave as well. Uh, also, uh, as well as uh, David and Psalms, Ecclesiastes, uh, Proverbs, the book of Isaiah, all those has something to say about, uh, about the grave. And there are a lot of other scriptures in the Old Testament that pertain to it. But as you can pretty well tell by now, burial in a grave or in a sepulcher or in a cave is the Christian way of disposing the body that is deceased in the Old Testament. But let's bring it up to the New Testament now. You and I who are saved by the grace of God, we are New Testament saints. Now let's give some New Testament accounts. In the book of John, chapter number 11, verse 17, then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. This is, of course, the story of Lazarus. In John eleven thirty-eight, 38, uh, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to where? The grave. It was a cave. A stone lay upon it. Now, all of a sudden, look what happened in verse 43 and 44. And we, when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Because you see, friend, in this passage, uh, that a body came forth out of the grave bound. Jesus did not bring ashes back together. No, he brought a body. So, therefore, Lazarus was buried and not burned. Look at John the Baptist. He was beheaded, and the Bible says he was buried, not burned. Matthew fourteen twelve. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Another account, the rich man in Luke 16 who died and went to hell and was buried. The Bible says in Luke 16, 22, um, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So you see, burial is not only a Christian thing to do, even unbelievers practice burial as well. It's not only a Christian thing, it's a biblical thing, amen? It is a biblical thing. Ananias and Sapphira, who lied against the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, they were struck down by the hand of God, and they were buried. Now look in John 19 for just a moment, verses 40 through 42. Then took they the body of Jesus, and wound it in linen cloths, with the spices as the manners of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. The Lord Jesus himself, my friend, was buried, not burned. Our only hope is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not the death, burning, and resurrection, but rather the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Now notice an application here. We as children of God, 
are baptized by immersion after we're saved. Notice I said, after we are saved. According to the Word of God, this is a type of death, burial, and resurrection. The old man dies when we are saved, then buried in a watery grave, baptism, and then resurrected to walk in the newness of life. Also, according to the Word of God in John 5, 28 and 29, all that are in the grave will one day hear his voice. I know that the Lord could call all the ashes of the dead together and will one day will, but friend, the biblical example of those who die, they are buried. Cremation, really, when you, when you look at it, is a heathen custom. Those who do not know the Lord or those who do not know what the Bible teaches are the ones who practice cremation. Think about this. God sent fire in the book of Numbers, chapter number 11. You, If you'll turn there, you can read it out sometime. You'll find the story of God sending fire among the Israelites for their complaining. God was displeased with their complaining and his anger was kindled. Numbers 11, verse number 1. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Further over in the book of Numbers, we find that God sent fire and consumed 250 men for their part in the rebellion with Korah, Dathan, and Abraham. Number 1635. And there came out of uh, there came out a fire from the Lord and consumed 250 men that offered incense. You look at Achan. Achan, who touched the accursed thing and caused Israelites to die because of his sin, was burned. Joshua 7 verse 15 says, And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. From these scriptures, we see that God sent fire to sin or disobedience. Now, as I said a moment ago, uh, cremation has been looked at as a pagan practice. The first mention of burning of bodies as a heathen practice is found in the book of Deuteronomy. Look in chapter number 12 and verse 31. The word of God says, Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord which he hateth, have they done unto their gods, that's little g. For every, for even their sons and their daughters, they have burnt in the fire to their gods. This is a practice of worship to false gods, my friend. How heathen can you get when you offer your own children to appease the little gods? And yet, here in America, we're doing the same thing when we raise our children without the influence of the gospel or even the very word of God itself. Friend of mine, I'm telling you, we need to know why we do what we do, and we need to uh, base everything that we do off of the Word of God. We are offering them to the gods of this world. Now, in 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 31, listen to this. And the Avites made Nebaz and Tartak, and the Severites burnt their children in fire to Adramelech and Anemelech, the gods of Sephavim. Again, we see that the burning of children to little gods. Friend of mine, it's like this. A saved heart, an open mind, and an open Bible will reveal the correct method of disposing of a deceased body. Cremation, according to the Word of God, not to Brother Walter, cremation, according to the Word of God, is not a Christian practice taught by the Word of God, the Bible. Neither the Old Testament or the New Testament teach it. 
Burial, though, on the other hand, is the proper method of disposing of a deceased body. So let me say, allow the Lord Jesus Christ, allow the Word of God, allow the Holy Ghost of God to show you the truth, and then, my friend, abide in it. You know, John 8.32 says it like this, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, there you have it. I gave you not my opinion about cremation. I gave you the Word of God about cremation. And I hope you've, uh, I hope this uh, podcast has been a help and a blessing to you today. And I hope that wherever you are listening at right now, I pray that you have a great rest of your day or night just on purpose.